your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thursday, September 30th edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. And thank you for making Locked On Panthers your first listener today. You, and you could also, after listening to Locked On Panthers, you can follow the national show, Locked On NHL, and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, where we'll be covering all the preseason activities around the National Hockey League. So for today, we're going to structure this episode a little bit differently, where The first two segments, we're going to talk about preparing for the preseason game against the Dallas Stars in Dallas, Texas at the American Airlines Center, where I'll be recording these first two segments before the preseason game. And in the third and final segment, we are going to get my instant reaction to the game, mostly because I do have a day job outside of this, and... I have to be up at really, really early in the morning uh, to go to work, and it's a 10-hour shift after that. So I want to make sure to get a pot out without being sleep-deprived. So we're going to talk about the first two segments before the Florida Panthers take on the Dallas Stars. So on Tuesday, the Florida Panthers made a few cuts already, sending a few... Uh, players back to their junior squads, one of them being Justin Sordiff forward, Justin Sordiff, who is going back to the WHL for the Vancouver Giants, who just recently signed his ELC, the 2020 third-round pick for the Florida Panthers, got 34 points in 22 games for the Vancouver Giants over there in the WHL. And another one is 2021 second-round pick Evan Nelson who will be going back to the Quebec Men's Junior Hockey League over there, who recorded 22 points in 34 games. And Braden Hache, who will be going back to the OHL, who unfortunately did not play last season, but he will get an opportunity to go back to uh, Kingston, where he will be playing against, excuse me, with the projected number one overall pick for the 2022 NHL entry draft in Shane Wright, so he's not playing with no scrubs over there in uh, the OHL, that's for sure. So Braden Hache is going back and getting some experience. I can't wait to see some of these uh, players uh, down the road. Uh, Justin Sordiff, uh, specifically, uh, he's a recent signing of his ELC, so with the season. Uh, David Dwarf talked about it a little bit on Tripping the Cats uh, um, yesterday about the season ending in May, so there's a chance that Sordiff could also join AHL Charlotte later on in the season once the WHL ends. So we could see some action with Justin Sordiff, but not necessarily on the NHL roster for Justin Sordiff. 
other news for the Cats is on Tuesday, Maxim Mammon uh, went to the locker room in the middle of practice. Uh, Coach Q talked a little bit about that after practice, saying that he um, pulled something along with Joe Thornton pulling something as well, and that I'm pulling up the quote as we speak. Uh, Coach Q said that Joe Thornton has, quote, a little pull that's still annoying him, close quote, that he wants to make sure that he's more than ready when he comes back. And I'm not making much of Joe Thornton missing time. He's 42 years old, uh, top five in most games played, likely to get into the top three in games played once this season is over, uh, assuming he's going to play around 60-ish games. Uh, so he did speak about Maxim Mammon, who once again left practice yesterday. Uh, Coach Q said that it's the um, same kind of deal as Joe Thornton, but he did say that it could be a longer time for Maxim Mammon to come back and be healthy in time for the regular season. So likely chances are Maxim Mammon's preseason is over and it's it's it kinda stinks for, for a guy who went over to CSKA Russia and spent a whole se- a few seasons over there, mind you, and making his way back, uh trying to find his game in the NHL again and just catching a not catch not being able to catch a break and it's just very unfortunate and hopefully for him he gets to find his way back other news is that Bally Sports on Twitter announced some of their games that they will be broadcasting they will be specifically broadcasting 74 games on Bally Sports this season and one preseason game, one of them being the preseason game that the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning will be playing in Orlando, Florida at the Amway Center. And 74, what are, what, what's going to happen with the other eight games for the Florida Panthers? Well, I did talk about this uh, a week or two ago when ESPN and Turner announced their broadcasting schedule, and they did announce that there will be eight Florida Panther games being aired on the airwaves of ESPN Plus this season. John Brutogras a few weeks ago did talk about how he will be actually broadcasting the first uh, Panthers road game against the Detroit Red Wings in late October. So one of those games will be on ESPN Plus for uh, the Florida Panthers, along with along with seven others. So seven. 8 plus 74, 82 games. So, 74 games on Valley Sports, the other 8 on ESPN Plus as of right now. And I went on a rant a few uh, days ago saying how I'm not really pleased on how the Florida Panthers don't get any games on TNT and the main ESPN channels. All of their uh, games are uh, online. And... I, not only would did it, is it ESPN Plus, but also Hulu is another uh, source that the Florida Panthers will be uh, playing in. So, if you guys don't know, the bundle with Disney Plus is combined with Hulu and ESPN Plus. So, if you want to see the Florida Panthers, even 
outside of ESPN Plus, might as well get the whole Disney bundle if you're going to uh, want to watch both of their games on those uh, streaming sites. And John Bruchergrass said it himself, there's going to be a few growing pains when it comes to this adjustment with a new network. And tonight's game, well, yesterday's game, because you're listening to this uh, the morning of the September 30th, Yesterday's game was on ESPN Plus, and so that's going to be the beginning. Um, South Florida sports fans um, wanting to see the Panthers, they're going to have to have that little adjustment period and say, hey, where can I find the game? They're tweeting, oh, ESPN Plus, man, I got to pay a little bit of money. Mm, yeah, that's going to that's gonna upset a lot of people, but that's the uh, age we live in with the internet, so... That's gonna be that's gonna be some growing pains, as uh, John Butchergrass said. In the next segment, we're going to talk about is somebody on the trade block after a good great start to the preseason. So keep it right here on your first listen of the day, Locked On Panthers. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use that promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook expert. Use the promo code Locked On. Does this sound familiar? You got one device that lets you catch all the games live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you got your neighbors, best friends login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. So one thing I wanted to discuss was after Sunday's doubleheader games, um, I know a lot of Florida Panther fans want to contend now, but also think about the future. And, I don't know, when it comes to this, when it comes to sports in general, and people, like, look at draft assets, it's like they hold it on as, like, it's their baby and all that stuff. And I understand that Bill Zito sold a first-round pick to get Sam Reinhart, a second-round pick to get Sam Bennett. And, of course, asset management is very important as well. But there was a few Twitter reactions based on Frank Vitrano scoring a hat trick in the first game of the doubleheader on Sunday against Nashville. 
And for those who don't look at cap friendly or seeing the contract situation, Frank Petrano is going to be a free agent after uh, this season. And I, I'm already starting to anticipate like what the cap hits will be if once once you do give Alexander Barkov a new contract. And let's play a hypothetical here. Let's say he does get $10 million and that's the minimum. Uh, if he gets anything under eight figures, Florida Panther fans do cartwheels because that will be a miracle. But I don't anticipate that. But with if you just sign Alexander Barkov to an extension, don't make any trades, and don't make any big free agent signings, next year's salary cap, as far as cap hits, will be around $4 million. And that's not to freak you out. I'm not saying that to try to freak you out. There's going to be some wheeling and dealing and trying to get players out the door in order to create more cap space to sign somebody. So chances are, this will be Frank Vitrano's last year with the Florida Panthers. And there's a lot of conversation last year when the Florida Panthers were on their run, fighting for the division, about, you're losing Chris Drieger anyway. Why don't you try to trade him to get something back? Chris Drieger was the best goalie on the team before uh, Spencer Knight came around. I mean, small sample size for Spencer Knight, but in, in the times that Chris Drieger did play, the numbers showed behind it. The team played behind, better behind him. And you're going to get rid of that contract uh, when you're in the middle of trying to win now? That's the difference. Florida Panther fans are used to not being contention that when a player is eligible to be a UFA the very next season, and I understand. I, I, I want you guys to know that I, I, I understand where you're coming from. But I don't know. I really don't know what Frank Vachano is worth um, when it comes to facilitating a trade. Right now, Frank Vachano is making $2.5 million at age 27 uh, going into his uh, UFA year. So what do you get back for Frank Vachano? I He doesn't score more than, average more than half a point a game, neither. So... I don't. I really don't know what you would get back for him if you, or if there really is much value at all, or, and when it comes to Frank Vitrano's fit in the bottom six, he. I mean, he's a, number one. He's a lock uh, for making the roster if he if he does uh, continue with the team, but I don't see a reason why you try to find a way to trade him because. Like I said, despite being uh, having averaging half a point, the the clutch gene was there a lot last season, and you even right from the beginning of the season in the very second game against Chicago, uh, Alexander Barkov had a beautiful pass to Frank Petrano and scored a, a game winning goal against Kevin Lincoln and uh, and Frank Petrano did it six more times in the regular season and. As far as somebody who knows the system, somebody who's very familiar with the other players, you 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 keep a guy like that on your roster, uh, based on based on performance, 
and when it comes to crunch time situations for the cats and i and i get it you always want something back because you lost something in assets when it comes to facilitating trades but this is what contenders do do you think julian brisebois who who the gm of the tampa bay lightning who by the way got an extension uh do you think he's losing sleep over that first round pick that he traded for david savard last season no he's not losing sleep over that they're back-to-back stanley cup champions of course he's not so i don't think bill zito is losing sleep at this point in time right now about the trades for sam reinhardt and sam bennett and when it comes also i think about it like this when it comes to the sam bennett trade specifically let's go back to that a little bit you trade second round pick from 2020 emil hyman who you drafted in second round and then you drafted a few you excuse me traded a future in 2022 not 2021 this most recent draft uh if they had traded that 2021 second round pick that would have been uh no Braden um no not Braden Hashay um Evan Nouse no Evan Nouse on this lineup and I think about it like this when you when when it comes to when you draft these players if you're sacrificing just one year of of early draft assets that means when the other players as far as 2023 and beyond it's time for them to make their way to the NHL in maybe like two or three years after they're drafted. And I'm going to use Evan Nelson as an example. I'm not saying he's going to be the end-all, be-all defenseman, top pairing, or, or second pairing. I, I would love to Evan Nelson to be in that category, who I spoke in the first segment about being, um, being sent back to uh, his junior team. The fact that it's that 2022 uh, draft pick, and not the 2021, and even him and Mackie Semaskevich. Uh, even with some of those terms that Vilzito gave to players like Sam Reinhart and Sam Bennett, when those players are ready, hopefully they are, by the time that maybe like 2023, 2024, th- those, those players of Sam Bennett and Sam Reinhart, their contracts won't even expire yet. Sam Reinhardt's contract expires in 2024 in that offseason, and Sam Bennett's expires in 2025. So there's still a chance for Mackie and Evan Nouse to make their way to the roster to still play with Bennett and Reinhardt, even though you traded a lot to get them. You're, you're, you're just sacrificing one draft. If the Panthers fall flat on their face, then yeah, we could have a discussion once uh once uh that we get there in the twenty-four twenty-five uh season. But this is this is the core that they have. This is the this is the uh group that Bill Zito is determined to stick with. And usually, this is the thing with hockey, too. Usually hockey more often than not, compared to the four um compared to the three other major American sports, usually teams with hockey are more often to stick together versus uh, basketball, versus football, versus other. I mean, the terms of the contracts that you could also give, too, have a lot to do with it, especially when it comes to, like, locking up your uh, main players, your your homegrown players, of giving them eight-year contracts versus versus, uh, 
in football in the NFL, the max you can give, uh, I believe, is five. I mean, there was a time where you could give uh, more than 10-year contracts in the NHL before, uh, before uh, the lockout, the, re- the most recent lockout. So the, the mo- more than likely, NHL teams are more likely to stick with each other. And Bill Zito has chosen this group of players to want to build around. And there's going to be some more wheeling and dealing. As I said earlier in this segment about Alexander Barkov's contract, there'll be, the as far as the cap space heading into next season, if you were to give him 10, again, hypothetical, formula, somebody will have to be traded. I'm not going to say who at this moment in time, not something I'm thinking about, but something to think about ahead. But as far as Frank Vitrano, going back to him, as far as his fit on the team, if they do decide to trade uh, Frank Vitrano, that's a big if, if, if you get something back. That must also mean that, they, that the Florida Panthers believe in a certain player on their roster as well. My hope is that it's Grigor Denisenko. And I talked about it a few days ago how I'm on Grigor Denisenko watch for this preseason, the recent... Uh, 2018 first-round pick for the Florida Panthers, uh, still finding, trying to find a way to be consistently playing in the NHL. Played a few, um, played seven games last year, four assists, uh, and made some time in the NHL, taxi squad, back to the AHL, and so on. There hasn't really succeeded much on the non-international stage, but. This is his time to like try to find find his way there, and I expect him to start in AHL Charlotte this year. But if a trade were to happen for Frank Vitrano, which I don't I don't wish a trade for Frank Vitrano because I do think he's valuable to this lineup. But if they there is one, that means they do believe in someone else in this lineup. And the first name I th- think of is Grigory Denisenko. So that's that's what the be- what I think the belief would be for this roster if that were to happen. In the next segment, we're going to break down the Florida Panthers' second preseason game, this road game against the Dallas Stars, where the Florida Panthers will be playing most of their young players against the veterans of Dallas. So keep it right here on your first listen of the day, Locked On Panthers. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest price possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control models and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks. Delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. 
Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are, are reliably low and are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. So I'm going to try to make this as quick as I can based on not expecting the Florida Panthers to beat the Dallas Stars in this preseason game, preseason game number three, where the Florida Panthers went with inexperience against experience against the Dallas Stars. And I think about it like this, a Dallas Stars team that is just two years removed from a run to the Stanley Cup final losing in six games against the Tampa Bay Lightning. They had a really strange year last year with their start of the season with a lot of players on the COVID list, a lot of players being injured like Ben Bishop who missed all of last year, Tyler Sagan um, missing 95% of last year, never really getting their rhythm, playing a lot of catch-up, playing a lot of games in hand, playing a lot of uh, games in many nights. Uh, Broadcast of the Dallas Stars, which was on ESPN+, Plus, talked about how it was probably beneficial for the Dallas Stars to miss the playoffs due to them thinking not that they wouldn't make it really far and the rest that would take for the Dallas Stars. And this is a team that I think could compete for a wild-card spot in the center division even make it into the top three because I think in the in the west there's going to be five teams to make it to the playoffs with that Pacific division being god awful for uh in the NHL but this is how the lines look like for the Florida Panthers Mason Marchman on the first line you two lose to Ryan and Sir Noel on the first Alexi Hepaniami Cole Schwitt uh Owen Tippett on the second Ryan Lomberg, Yuho Lamico, Grigory Denisenko on line number three, Henry Bowlby, Zach Delpy, and Logan Hutsko on line four. The defensive pairings were Marcus Nudevara and No Julson, Matt Kierstead and Kevin Connaughton paired together. Lucas Carlson, who did get hurt in this game, uh, paired up with uh, Chase Prisky in this one. And this one was uh, one that the Florida Panthers really got off to a early start with a power play goal. Originally, awarded to Owen Tippett, and he was attempting multiple shots on that power play, three to be exact, and was able to get one off of Mason Marchment to deflect it in for Mason Marchment's first goal of the preseason, uh, Owen Tippett's second assist, and another assist by Itulu Strinen. The Florida Panthers did, in this game, go 10 minutes without getting a single shot uh, on goal after that power um, after that power play goal by... Mason Marchment, the Dallas Stars were really dominating this game for the most part, especially in the faceoff circle. At the end of the first period, the faceoffs were 81 to 19% for the Dallas Stars in favor. But as far as players who really impressed me early, something I tweeted uh, on the Locked On Panthers account, excuse me, my personal account actually, was I was really liking the skating ability of Sir Noel getting in front of the net moving around the puck and then creating an opportunity for uh, Mason Marchment right in front of the low slot. I really like what I saw from uh, Sir Noel. The Grigory Denisenko, I didn't really see much of him. I, I really wanted to see a lot of Grigory Denisenko, but I didn't really see uh, too much of him. Grigory Denisenko uh, in this one played uh, 16 minutes and 6 seconds in this one. 
but n nothing really too impressive. Uh, broke up a few passes here and there, but nothing that was just eye-opening. Sir Noel, towards the end of the first period, was still uh, breaking up some passes near the point as well. Uh, after the first period, they the Dallas Stars were dominating shots 15-9. to And second period, uh, Logan Hutsko goes on a breakaway on a, on a rush all by himself after Zach Delpy wins a faceoff. And Logan Hutsko just takes it by himself. Jake, um, Jake Ottinger, on both of those early goals, got a piece of it, and it still went past them. So at that time, I was thinking, okay, we got to take what we got in this situation because the Panthers are putting their shots on goal, even though they're getting outshot, even though they're losing the faceoff circle, they're still finding a way to get it on goal. And Jake Ottinger uh, was just unable to hang on, and they trickle in for uh, goals. So, and the, the Dallas Stars, something I, I know this is a Florida Panthers show, but the Dallas Stars have an interesting goalie situation with Jake Ottinger being on the last year of ELC, his ELC. And bringing, having a few veterans in the mix for uh, the Dallas Stars. Anton Hudobin's still there. Uh, ben Bishop is on long-term IR still for the Dallas Stars. Don't know how much he'll play. And they signed former Vezina Trophy winner uh, Braden Holtby to the, to the team. So I don't know if uh, Rick Bonus and company really uh, trust Jake Ottinger. What, what do they have there in goal as far as uh, the situation there is bringing in somebody? How much is Jake Ottinger going to see on his last year of his ELC? But the Dallas Stars do go through a 7-minute and 12-second period, um, period of time with get, um, getting three goals. One of them was Noel Julison just unable to clear. He falls down. Marcus Nunavar is unable to clear the puck as well right in front of the net. The Dallas Stars get three opportunities right in front of Christopher Gibson, and the rebound control of Gibson was just non-existent on that one, and Alexander Radulov, uh converts on the rebound. 23 saves out of 24 attempts at that time, and we weren't even halfway through the second period in, in that point. Uh, Logan Hutzko... Uh, Great, op great opportunities of keeping it in the offensive zone. Multiple backhanded opportunities for the Florida Panthers at the time. Then a few minutes later, uh, Jason Robertson, the Calder Trophy runner-up, uh, Kevin Connaughton loses him right in the low slot on a on a backdoor pass right in right there, and he's all by himself in front of Christopher Gibson. That's it. losing your man. I know you're five on four at the time in favor of the Dallas Stars, but Kevin Connaughton was like right next to Jason Robertson, and he just loses him in the low slot, and Robertson is all alone on Christopher Gibson in that one. And then the third goal for the Dallas Stars, uh, Ryan Lomberg has a neutral zone turnover, uh, and Jamie Benn just takes it all the way, and Marcus Nudevara and um, Noel Juleson just are unable to get it get back in order for Jamie Benn to convert against Christopher Gibson and three goals in seven minutes and 12 seconds, like I said, on the top of this uh, segment. And they were caught in a change as well. And at that time, the at the end of the second, the shots on goal were in favor of Dallas 30 to 15. They were out shooting them, still dominating them in the faceoff circle. The, um, the experience was really starting to show versus the inexperience. And even before the Dallas Stars scored, 
their uh first goal when the Florida Panthers were leading two to nothing. I was talking in my Panther Parkway uh group chat saying, Wow, uh the Panthers are winning two nothing, but outside of the score sheet, the Dallas Stars are dominating every facet of the game. They went on that run and just I kind of threw my hands up saying, Well, this is the inexperience going against the inexperience of the Florida Panthers. But the Florida Panthers, this team just isn't doesn't give up. The Coach Quenville kind of experimented more on the lines with putting Grigor Denisenko, Owen Tippett, and Alexei Hepaniemi together. And the Florida Panthers, uh, the Zach Delpy line, the fourth line, uh, love love the effort that this line has been putting in together. Um, the Zach Delpy and Chase Prisky, uh, two, two, two players that I really liked in this game, along with uh, Surin Noel. And Logan Hutzko and Sir and so it's Sir Noel, Zach Dalpy, Chase Brisky, and all those those are the players that really continue to put an effort for the Florida Panthers towards the end of this game. Christopher Gibson was pulled shortly after the eighteen minute mark of the third period, and Sir Noel, after a loose puck, uh right in front of the net, gets in the dirty areas, uh just Finds the puck facing away from the goal, just backhands it right past Jake Ottinger, and it's all tied up at three. And you, 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 again, this, the title of this this podcast is going to be "Experience Inexperience Beats Experience." So that's going to be the title of the show. I've I've decided what the title of this uh podcast is going to be for this episode. So. Uh, Sir Noel gets it. Nothing happens in uh, overtime where uh, the Florida Panthers did get a power play towards the end for too many men on the ice, but not- nothing to no avail there. And only one uh, goal happened in the shootout. They were going to go to a shootout anyway, regardless of score, but the game was tied anyway. So the Florida Panthers go to a shootout. Uh, Tippett and Cole Schwitt were a- unable to convert in the shootout. And for the Dallas side, Jason Robertson, Tyler Sagan, and Alexander Radulov all unable to convert. And Sir Noel uh, gets the game-clinching goal in the shootout. And the Florida Panthers, the, the inexperienced, gets one over the inexperienced. And before, again, before this game, if the Florida Panthers were to lose against this experienced Dallas Stars team who is expected to be in the playoffs once again, you, you, you really look at it as, okay, let's see how much these players are improving. But we could see how much imp- these players are improving along with kind of celebrating a win because it, it's a little bit of an encouraging sign because of how these players are able to step up in, in a moment like this. To to say I, to say whether the Dallas Stars are taking this game seriously or not, we don't know. But the fact that they're willing to put that effort in against a team that's really really experienced—I know I've used that word a lot in uh, this segment—is a very encouraging sign. And you have to be somewhat excited for this this team to put up a win when uh, the majority of the roster just stayed up back home in Sunrise, Florida, which we can expect the, the rest of the roster to be playing on Friday when these two teams face off again at the FLA Live Arena. So great, great night for the Florida Panthers and their young players. Don't know how many of these guys are going to uh, be playing on the NHL roster come October 14th against the Pittsburgh Penguins. But I talked about the 2018 uh, class a little bit. Uh, Logan Hutsko, Grigor Denisenko, 
and Sir Noel. And Sir Noel, hmm, that guy is making a case to possibly make this roster along with uh, Logan Hutsko. Um, did talk a little bit about Grigory Zanisenko. Uh, got not 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 really encouraging uh, game in my opinion, but definitely a guy that I'm not giving up on. So. So continue looking for those players from the 2018 uh, draft class for the Florida Panthers as they perform well in the prospect tournament and they're continuing on in the preseason for the Florida Panthers. So great win, uh, 3-0-0 in the preseason. 12 goals in three games, averaging four goals. So the scoring is there So for the Florida Panthers. Something that we knew going into the season that carried over from last season. So encouraging signs all all over encouraging night for the florida panthers all over and we we will be talking more about the cats as they will be facing the dallas stars on friday and they'll be facing the tampa bay lightning for three games next week one in orlando one in tampa and one in sunrise florida at the fla live arena so we'll be breaking down some of those along with some more roster cuts coming along the way because uh those will be coming and we'll discuss more about who will be breaking the roster for this Florida Panthers team as when this podcast drops on September 30th, two weeks away from opening night against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast drops into your podcast feed. Thank you for making Lockdown Florida Panthers your first listen of the day and after this podcast make sure to listen to Lockdown NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark as they'll be covering all the preseason training camp activities around the National Hockey League and when you're done listening to this episode of Lockdown Panthers make sure to listen to today's episode of Lockdown Bets betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.